and here we are. Welcome to Saturn Returns, an audio experience of your <laughs> biggest emotional journey. <laughs> oh, that was fun yeah. for a second. <laughs> and welcome <laughs> to when Saturn Returns. We always say Saturn Returns. <laughs> it's December 21st, twenty. 20. It is the shortest day of the year, but not the dullest. Definitely not the dullest because we are releasing our first ever episode of our podcast, When Saturn Returns, today. Yay! And you know what? This is it. Uh, Holly, what can our listeners expect over the course of When Saturn Returns, the podcast? Well, let me tell you, you will hear me say, quote, I love that, end quote, a lot. If you want to take a shot every time I say it. <laughs> yeah, take a shot. Do. Take a shot every time I say like, because apparently I say it a lot. And you know what? Everyone needs a, a fun thing to do on, this, on the winter solstice. So, um, but no, seriously, I think in this podcast, you're going to be hearing uh, about our personal experiences, but also what people maybe go through in their late 20s during this kind of turbulent time in our, in everyone's life when they're growing up and they're becoming an adult. Yes, we are going to be talking about life, love, relationships, mental health, uh, sexy times, money, power, <laughs> everything. Everything that happens between the ages of 27 and 31 is really what we're we are looking at because that is the time in your life that you go through something called a Saturn return. Our first guest was the lovely Taylor. Taylor is a close friend of Holly's as well as a brilliant angel reader and astrologer. So Taylor, um, what the F is? a Saturn return? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, so a Saturn return, Saturn, first of all, is the planet that is like our teacher and our tough mistress. <laughs> um, Saturn, so you're, you're not considered an adult astrologically until you've gone through your Saturn return. And your Saturn return is when your Saturn placement on your natal birth chart travels all the way around the wheel of the zodiac and returns back to where it was when it started and as your saturn uh as your saturn as saturn <laughs> it's not my personal saturn um <laughs> as saturn moves through all the houses that's the different areas of life different planets are making aspects with it and it goes through all of those placements until it gets back and then from that process, you're considered an adult because you've gone through all of the lessons. I mean, of course, we have a Saturn return again. So the first one happens between 28 and 30. And then the second one happens, I think, um, 58 to 60. And that's like people's midlife crises, their second Saturn return. So no one's safe. But um, <laughs> Wild. Yeah, I think I personally experienced it really heavily when I was 29. And different astrologers have different points of view. And everybody has uh, different slight takes on when it's over. Some people say when it passes the degree that it was in your birth chart. Some people say when it leaves the sign that it was in in your birth chart. I personally feel like the slow moving planets like Saturn that take 28 to 30 years to make a full rotation around the Zodiac, since they move so slowly, I feel like it lingers the effects of it. It's not as like yes. one and done as 
some other quicker planets, you know, like the moon, <laughs> which switches signs every three days. Um, so yeah, for me, Saturn return, I feel it most when it leaves the sign of, um, but it's interesting because my Saturn is in Capricorn, which I believe Holly yours is too, because we're two. both 30 and all the 30 year olds have the same Saturn placement. Um, so once it hit Aquarius, I was like, oh, okay. And then Saturn retrograded back into Capricorn and it continued. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it's going, I believe uh, Jan- January is still going to be in Capricorn. And then I think March is when it's officially in a- Aquarius again. I have to check my ephemeris, um, but that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> like I think I went through a second puberty at 25, like mm-hmm. a physical puberty. And there was a lot of change in my life at that time. So now that I know about Saturn Returns, I was like, oh, I've already gone through like a huge change. Like my whole life is different than it was when I was 25 and I'm 28 now. And like, I'm sure I went through it early. And then an astrologer told me like, it hasn't happened yet. Mine is coming in 2021. So, Mm. you know, like what are the things that happen that you start to experience and then you learn that, oh, that's actually a Saturn Returns? Yeah. So that's interesting that you say 25, because that's the year I always say that I woke up and that was like a huge year of change for me too. And that was a huge spiritual awakening. I think there's something really special about the age of 25. Um, But Saturn returns, if you've never heard of them before, basically it's a big reckoning for all of the choices that you've made in your life. So if you've been flying by the seat of your pants, not it, it's all about responsibility and uh, discipline and self-worth and all of these themes that are heavy Saturn themes, it will force you to learn them. So if you've been pushing things under the rug and not being disciplined or not really grounded, not making as you a can plan, do, as you can do in your early twenties, you know, having one hundred percent, yeah. Then that Saturn return is going to be a little more tough for you. You might find yourself out of a job or not knowing where you're living next, or that toxic partner and you have a huge breakup. Saturn returns can be all about either taking on new responsibility or letting go of stuff that isn't serving you anymore. So for some people, their Saturn return is marriage or a new house or kids or a new job. And it's a lot of newness because those people have been putting in the work. But if you haven't been putting in the work, if you haven't been listening to uh, the call from your soul of what to do, how to move forward. And if you've been betraying yourself, then it's a big teachable moment to reorient you on your path of highest good in your life. No one has ever explained it like that. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. This is why, why Taylor blew my mind when I, when I first heard about <laughs> this concept. I was like, what? What are you telling me that I'm literally going through at this moment right now? Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, I think that a lot of people you know, when we're in our early 20s, you know, we're just kind of figuring stuff out. And then by your late 20s, you ha- you have figured a lot of stuff out, but it's time to kind of like put in the real work and become that adult. So it, it's yeah. very interesting that it's a collective experience that we go through this. Yeah. yeah. Well, for my two 30-year-olds, what are some major highlights from your life that happened during your Saturn returns? Yeah. Do you want me to start, Holly, or do you want to start? Yes, Taylor, tell us all about your Saturn turn and what it has brought for you. Okay. So I know, Janie, you said yours was going to start in 2021, but 
my perspective, like I was saying before, a slower moving planet like Saturn, you start feeling that pull, that like inexplicable kind of magnetism that's just, you know, things are about to change a little bit earlier. And for me, it started at 27. Um, I was a comedy writer and actress, and I was just knowing that this wasn't the right fit. And that's when I started doing my angel readings. And I started actually that year I practiced on anybody who would let me for free. Um, so that was like the seeds being planted, which I feel like when you're 27, 28 and you start getting that, like, whoa, like roped in by Saturn, that's when the seeds start getting planted. 28, you know, same thing kind of felt like I was moving forward, felt more in my power. I think being in my power was a big theme of my Saturn return. But then, who 29 was, I mean, 29 is the year that, like, all the memes and things like that. <laughs> I know. Don't be scared, though. This isn't meant to scare you because, honestly, <laughs> it all pushed me to being the best thing ever. So, I mean, not me being the best thing ever, but was the best thing ever. But she me. is. She is. Ever, so. <laughs> well, thanks, Holly. <laughs> um, Watching me, like, hide. Lower. I know. I was like, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Um, you seem very aware and you seem very on top of it. So I'm sure your Saturn return will be graceful. Um, so when I was 29, everything happened at once. So I was in this apartment for eight years um, in Studio City. And they kept raising the rent every year by so much, like trying to bully me, bully me out. And somehow I found the way to just keep staying, keep staying, but it just wasn't a good situation. But I don't know why I stayed for so long. I was just kind of stuck in that place in a sense. So I also had a ex-best friend at the time who I was super close with, but in our relationship, I would give so much and not really get anything back. And so that wasn't really working. And then also I just had some health stuff, I guess, that really uh, was like below, lurking below the surface, waiting for my Saturn return to pop out too. So when I was 29, all like rapid fire in a row, I had to leave my apartment of nine years. My eye like erupted in inflammation and I was in a freaking eye patch for five weeks and had to like not be at work like an eye patch are you serious <laughs> I remember this I remember yeah. this I was like Taylor what's happening and she's like I'm in so much pain right now you have no idea and I look like a pirate you know but you were the most beautiful pirate <laughs> thank you I was like S Saturn re return <laughs> um and then at the same time my friend was not there for me at all when I needed her and our friendship like blew up. So all at once it was like a friend breakup, a health thing, a moving, my job was changing. Like I started doing angel readings more. I started writing my book. So like it was good things, but also just like really challenging things. But that being said, it course corrected me. I got a better apartment. That's cheaper. I made way, I have, I know who my real friends are and that friendship that was like a little toxic and a little bit too much energy made room for my partner who I'm with now, who I love. And my eye thing totally changed my eating habits and how I take care of myself. And I feel better than I've ever felt. So it's like, that is the way Saturn, it's like this undertow that like, if you've been trying to stay on the shallows for a long time on the beach, Saturn takes that undertow and drags you out to the depths and you have to learn how to swim. But then guess what? You're not scared of the ocean anymore. You know how to swim and you can enjoy the deep waters now. I love that. That is, I mean, you had such an intense Saturn return. Oh yeah. 100%. I, I feel like, so I'm technically, I mean, like, like we talked about, uh, Saturn is still in 
Capricorn, and I was yeah. told by an astrologer that my Saturn return is going to end after this January. This January, because it was in retrograde, so my little yeah. tail end there. Yeah. Um. So for my Saturn return, I decided. Well, at the very beginning, when when um, like you said, in the be- like when I was still twenty seven. Um, the beginning when when. Saturn moved into Capricorn. That was when I decided to move to LA. And that was something I had been toying with for like four or five years. Um, and I had been staying with my manager, who was amazing. I love him and his family in his guest house, like for every pilot season, which pilot season is when uh, new pilots are, are, are cast and they all these networks rush out to make like a million pilots. It's, it's all changing now, but it, it was still happening. It is still happening technically. Um, so I would come out to LA and love it and then be sad i had to go back but i love my family um so then december of 2017 which was the beginning of when uh saturn moved into capricorn and right before my saturn turn actually started in earnest i decided i'm moving to la i was also with a guy who i thought was amazing and um i decided to move in with him in his home in la um in the beginning of my saturn return uh blew up because I was the end of that relationship. Um, I was so confused as to how I found, like, why was I here? Like, how did I misjudge this entire situation and person? I felt very upset by that. Um, Also, my career, which had been doing really well in New York, or picking up steam, but had a lot of false starts, if I'm being honest. Like, I thought things would would really bring me more success than they did, and then they didn't. Um, That totally imploded. And I was, I moved to LA and I thought people would, would, uh, be like, oh yeah, she did this, this and this, let's bring her in. But it was like, no one knew me. It was like starting over from scratch in LA. And I was like, oh my God, I, I lost my partner. Uh, I had to find an apartment cause I was living in his place. Um, and my career is not what I thought it would be. And actually right after, um, we broke up, I realized that I had fired my New York, I had fired my New York agents because I thought I'd be in LA. And then I was at that point considering, should I move back home to New Jersey um, where I've been commuting in and out to New York all the time? So mine was also a complete like, what is happening? That was the beginning of my Saturn return. And then through it, I wound up discovering meditation. I wound up discovering that I love songwriting. I wound up discovering a lot of different things about myself where I can now see myself as not just an actor and just put myself in that like actor box. And I realize I'm much more than that. And I can value myself not based on my career and what's only happening in that or my love life. I am so much more than that. Um, and but also during my Saturn return, I re-herniated the same disc in my oh, back that I'd herniated at 24. That. And I literally like couldn't walk. Like I was I was like <laughs> crying on the floor, disaster. Oh. And I literally had to um before the pandemic hit, I finished it in February. I was doing physical therapy to relearn certain muscles in my back because I'd never the truth is I'd hurt myself at 24, 25, which is funny you said 25 is in the beginning of the awakening, but I didn't properly learn how to stop that pain from happening again and so that like a physical problem very interesting that we both kind of had that and you know you think 28 29 like oh you're young but like no physical things can happen uh, during your Saturn return and they're probably more likely to happen (laughs) during then um but I now am in way less pain than before and I've literally strengthened muscles I 
that were atrophied that I, I never had. So this Saturn return for me too has also been a huge wake up call to just open up different parts of myself that I literally had let be atrophied. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I totally relate with all of that. It's, it's kind of scary when you're going through it, but then you realize that once you've conquered that fear, there's nothing left to be scared of. You know, you're like, Oh, I'm an adult. I know I've pushed my boundaries in my comfort zone. And now I know I can go farther than I thought I could, you know? Yeah. 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 I think it's so interesting what you said about you're not considered an adult until you've gone through the full cycle, because you think about the fact that like what gives us knowledge or comfort or tools as a person is just experience. And like Mm -hmm. when I got my driver's license to drive, I didn't feel like I knew how to drive until a year later because you don't learn how to drive until you're out there you know, at the red light, like turning left in an intersection, (laughs) like you need that experience to know how to do it. And I kind of am starting to piece together that like, maybe that's what this Saturn return business is all about. Um, I also think it's crazy because I wasn't fully formed. Like I I call myself a five-year-old because I've only been awake for five years. (laughs) I say that too, but not I'm three. You're only three. (laughs) Baby. Just a baby. I know. That's the funny thing about this like spiritual work too, is that it's so easy to be like, I've already learned my lessons. I'm good. Or like, I've already done this, but it's like, oh, 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 no, you don't know what's in store, you know? (laughs) Evolution. Constant. Yeah, true. It is a constant. And I think with the age of 25 thing too, is that we have connection is our birthright and this cosmic information is our birthright. And we've been so disconnected from source and depth and our bodies are directly affected by what happens above as above. So below as within, so without, I think like there's something about the age of 25 where you have enough autonomy in the world and resources to go out and get the answers. And I feel like that is partially, that's just my hypothesis about why the age of 25 is so special. It just feels like it's a time where we won't be kept from the answers that we deserve. Share with us more about you and your practice and how we can engage with you and follow along in all the great things that you do. Yeah, sure. Um, So I do angel readings. Uh, My Instagram is angels and amethyst. And on there, I do weekly readings for the week ahead on Monday, the Monday angel message. Um, I love, by the way, it's so helpful. Thanks, Holly. I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I have always been really connected and going back to astrology, there's certain signs like Scorpio and Capricorn and even Pisces to an extent that have heavier energies in childhood, in my opinion, and from what I've observed. And I felt so burdened by what I could feel when I was younger and so tormented and haunted by it that I tried to shut it off completely. But by doing that, I spiritually blindfolded myself and I just hit rock bottom in my early 20s because I wouldn't listen to the bad, sure, like the scary ghosts I saw and stuff, but I also didn't feel the good. And 
And so I was just completely going through blind when one of my superpowers in this life is my intuition. So I cut myself off from that. Um, so 25 again is when I hit that rock bottom and was in a super abusive relationship. Like that definitely could have been my Saturn return, but it was in that time I kind of woke up spiritually and I started meditating again. And I started actually listening to the messages that were coming through and not ignoring them and shutting off to them. And that's when I started practicing angel readings on my friends and everything like that. And, um, Yeah. So that kind of got me to where I am now and doing readings professionally and I can do them internationally around the world via um, FaceTime. And I've been doing that professionally, I think for four years, I always mix up the years, but I think four years. (laughs) She's very good. I've, I've had a couple of readings with Taylor and one at the beginning when I, I didn't even know, like we did not know each other very well. And I like came to you and I was like, I I was like crying to give my reading and you told me things that I did not really even know at the time. And that I were confirmed later on. Uh, Taylor is uh, phenomenal and really, I truly believe has a gift. Um, What, so for people who, I mean, I know because I'm so lucky to know (laughs) you, but what is an angel reading like if someone comes into you or now it's online because of the pandemic and different things, but I think online is so accessible and awesome and you do the same experience in person or online. So what is an angel reading like with you? Yeah. So basically I've gone to exclusively online, um, over the pandemic, like you said. And at first I was like, Oh no, online. I love seeing people. But then I was like, this is actually way better because people are so relaxed and comfortable in their own house. And it's just this really beautiful energy. And I can feel you just as if you were sitting on the cushion across from me. Um, so yeah, basically in a reading with me, um, we take some deep breaths together. We get connected in the space. I have you repeat after me a prayer out loud to call your angels in. And then I just let you know anything I'm getting off the bat. Sometimes it will be, you know, symbols. It depends off the bat. I'll see how your angels communicate, which, um, is it through feelings or through, um, hearing or symbols or emotion, whatever it is. So then, um, you can ask me any questions that you have and I will, see what your angels have to say with a mix of cards and no cards. Um, I will say my readings working with angels are very gentle. I'm not going to tell you this is going to happen. That's going to happen because I believe we're informing the future in the present moment. I don't want to disempower people by saying 10 years from now, this is going to happen to you. So (laughs) um, yeah. So if future information does come up in a reading with me, which it does sometimes, I just say, take it with an asterisk that says, if nothing changes, because I really want everyone to be empowered and angels are all about free will and we have the free will to make a different choice in every single holy moment i i absolutely love that because i have heard of of people who do readings different types of readings who who sometimes give these future predictions without that asterisk. I can't say that word. That's a really tough word to say. <laughs> asterisk. Sounds like a dominatrix name. Asterisk. Oh, that would be actually like a great dominatrix name. Sounds, yeah. But like, but like seriously, asterisk. I, asterisk. With like three um, X's at the end. <laughs> um, but like seriously, it sometimes if those predictions don't come true, your world can feel like, you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I love that you stay present and you say, Hey, this is coming through, but 
just understand that free will is real and things change and morph and evolve in their own way and time. Yeah. And we aren't meant to. So some of the things that come up in my readings, if I tell you, like, there's some information that comes through that I just won't say, because there's no good to it. And I only want to deliver the messages that empower your subconscious. And so sometimes I'll give, you know, light warnings or things like that. But there's some messages that come through that the angels are so clear about that not helping them grow or learn. There are certain things if we just go to a reader, not don't do that, do this, don't that, don't do that, get a checklist of what, what you should do and what you shouldn't, instead of following your own heart and your own joy and your own intuition, then you'll just live this bland life of no lessons. And that's the whole point of why we're here. So as a reader and an oracle and a diviner and a channel, I really work to just help you get back on that path of highest good, not tell you what, what to do in such concrete terms, because that doesn't help you at all. I would rather teach you to learn to listen to your own angels than have to come back to me. I think I've been accidentally manifesting things recently um, because I'm so worried about them that they're like, they're happening. You're basically praying to your fears by worrying (laughs) about them. Um, Imagination is so much of the clay that intuition uses. Like imagination is something that I believe is our connection to the divine. Uh, it's, it's part of our channel. And so I think artists and people who really work that muscle are super empathetic and connected to that. Um, I have another hypothesis that when we're young and we are light workers and connected and clear channels, I feel like darkness and fear likes to scare us so much before we're in our power and when we're young so that we don't grow up to manifest and help heal the world. That's just my own hypothesis. Um, Very interesting though. Sounds like a movie that- I know, right? (laughs) Um, So that being said, the important distinction between intuition and um, fears running down the hill is that fear lies and intuition doesn't. And so whenever it goes to that place of anxiety of being like, this is going to happen and it's going to hurt you and it's going to be so bad and I'm going to fill in these details and then that could happen. That is never your angels or intuition, but it's so easy to be like, oh my gosh, I just got an intuitive hit that I'm going to get hit by a bus, like, you know, or whatever crazy, my my plane's going to crash. Like that used to happen to me all the time. Then I realized like angels and guides and higher beings, ascended masters, when they communicate, it's so simple and clear. It's like, you deserve more. Or it's just like three words oftentimes, or just you're fine or trust. It's never like, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And so that like busy, anxious feeling, you can just always know. I, I call this presence inside of us the inner villain. And I just picture, it's so funny because before we started recording, we were talking about Dr. Evil or yeah, Dr. Evil. Like he worked yeah. for his PhD. Let's, he's not Mr. Evil. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he, I, I love to say those anxious thoughts in his voice, like a Disney villain type of voice. Cause you realize how absolutely crazy it is to be like, I'm not enough or whatever it is. Like, <laughs> 
like, <laughs> it's just, I believe that laughter is like such a medicine for that. And it like transforms those thoughts into light. Um, and so when those thoughts come up and when anxiety comes up, I think really looking at what it's saying, so it doesn't scream like the, the inner villain is an agent of the ego and the ego has a purpose in our being it's to protect the soul if we were all just like i trust everyone and everything's cool all the time like we would get hurt we wouldn't be able to survive on this planet but if we're all in our ego which society leads us towards and everything is like buy more you're not enough if like our whole situation is set up to support the ego and the inner villains like yes if we're all in that, then that's when the anxiety and the fear and everything else comes. So I think for people like you who are struggling with anxiety and those types of thoughts, switching, just really questioning what the, what the inner villain is saying and trying to shift more to the soul being the run in the show. Yeah. I love that. Yes. (laughs) I I mean, just like, I, I just love the idea of putting a silly voice on our ego or, you know, fear. And (laughs) it's just like, it's just like ridiculous, you know, you're able to see it. I love you. You think you look good in that dress? (laughs) (laughs) You will spill wine on it. You will never be able to wear it again. It's so good. It's, it's really what a crazy tangible piece of advice. Like that's the kind of like beautiful nugget that if you're listening to this podcast, if you take away anything from any of this, just like give your anxiety a evil, a Dr. Evil voice. Yes. I really try to, so I have Capricorn on my midheaven, which is all about my career. So this Saturn return, bringing it back to that has been so much about career changes. But because I have that Capricorn energy on my career, I love to give in my readings, not just be like love and light, good luck next. Like I try <laughs> to give tangible, practical steps forward. Very Capricorn, one foot in front of the other ways to move forward. And she does. She does. She's very, very helpful. I have actually started a tradition with myself um, where I get a reading with Taylor at the start of every new year. So this coming <gasps> year, 2021, will be my third reading with Taylor. Wow. And I'm so excited. <laughs> I think whether people are are skeptical of of astrology and a Saturn return. I think we can all agree that your late twenties are a time when typically we have, we have to grow up and just knowing yourself. And even if you don't believe in Saturn returns, I feel like if you're able to ask questions and reflect about yourself, that's the, that's the greatest takeaway. Yeah. And also to find community through it, right? Like to be able to talk to other people and I think it's so much even more rewarding when it's other women and just like to hear everyone's experience and how we might have grown up completely differently and yet these stories are so similar I think that's really wonderful and I totally understand healthy skepticism with all of this spiritual work I actually think it's important not to just blindly trust in other people's words like please just have the openness enough to experience it for yourself and be open-minded enough to start your own practice and see what happens you know don't take our words for it yes everyone meditate 2021 (laughs) yes (laughs) it's happening Um, hashtag asterisks 
Um, Taylor, so what do you have? I know you, we, we do angel readings with you. We love them. Okay. So I also want to say that I just, as of yesterday, which is such interesting timing, started offering birth chart readings for people as well on my website. So yes. they're actually at a discounted rate, just like my angel readings <gasps> used to be when I first started since they're a new service. Um, so for a little while, I don't know how much time it's already, they're already filling up, which is really cool. I've already done so many birth chart readings for free for friends and family, like my whole life. And my mom actually was an astrologer and raised me with it. So literally our tradition would be doing birth charts around the table. So I was just like, you know what? I have been studying astrology for so long and I'm going to offer this as a service because I feel so connected to it. Um, as queer cosmos said on Instagram, I don't believe in astrology. I experience it, which is so true. Um, I love that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's an exciting new thing that I'm really glad to be offering. And I think in this time, these services are just really helpful when no one knows what the heck is going on. And my website is up, which just was tweaked and changed. And so, yeah, just, I'm excited for 2021. And this year, as crazy as it's been and as unfortunate as it's been and as eye-opening as it has been, has had some gifts as well. 